Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are continuing in John 8 John today. chapter 8 is where the marker is in my Bible, <laughs> which is a good indicator to me that we're going to be reading that and talking about that. I need those little I need those little indicators. We, we pull the curtain back and see the man behind the curtain. We realize we are recording this on a week we're actually reading something else for our Bible reading. It and gets confusing it when we're doing this. It does get confusing. <laughs> but it's it's good to be a little bit ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So John 8, how about you read for us verse 12 through 30? Yeah, I'm glad to do that. I've got uh, this Legacy Standard Bible that I've been reading out of the last couple of weeks. Legacy Standard Bible, John 8, beginning in verse number 12. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness about myself, my witness is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I am not judging anyone. But even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone in it, but I and the Father who sent me. Even in your law it has been written that the witness of two men is true. I am he who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. So they were saying to him, Where is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he was teaching in the temple, and no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Then he said again to them, I am going away, and you will seek me and will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews were saying, Surely he will not kill himself, since he says, Where I am going, you cannot come. And he was saying to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. So they were saying to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, What have I been saying to you from the beginning? I have many things to say and to judge uh, concerning you, but he who sent me is true. And the things which I heard from him, these I am saying to the world. They did not know that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. And I do nothing from myself, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was speaking these things, many believed in him. So he's saying all of this in the treasury while he is teaching in the temple and no one is arresting him. I admit that that seems odd for John to just drop that in in the middle. It does kind of tie in, though, uh, in our earlier reading yesterday's program that people were looking for an opportunity to seize him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, for a reason that's been going him. on for a couple of chapters. Been yeah. Going on for a couple of chapters. Uh, the good news is, is that, um, well, I've read John before. 
Well, and the, yeah. this is this is one of those places where having finished John, now I'm like, oh, I think I know what John is doing here. Mm-hmm. Because what he's going to do when we get to John chapter 18 is when Jesus is on trial before the high priest in verse 20, he's going to say, I've spoken openly to the world. I've always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I've said nothing in secret. Why are you asking me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. Okay. So okay. John is John is uh, you know putting this foreshadowing. He's seeding. Mm-hmm. He's seeding what's going to come later as he's talking about this. He's like, once we get to the end, we're like, oh yeah, I remember John pointed that out. He's in the treasury. He's in the temple, but nobody's doing anything about it mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is able to call on that when he's in his trial. But here, and, and what did he say? So at, at that point, if they went back and asked, what would they hear? Well, they would hear that Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Yeah. What yeah. What is that claim? Yeah. What is that about? <laughs> well, I'm asking you. Oh, oh, okay. I'm asking you. That wasn't rhetorical. What well, do you think that's about? Yeah, what do I think that's about? <laughs> well, you know, reading through the Gospel of John, uh, I am reminded to, again, chapter one, in him was light, right? In the, uh, or excuse me, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Right. Did I get that back? I no, you got that backwards. right. Okay. You got it right. All right. Life is light, 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 light of men. All right. And then in John 3, you have the discussion with Nicodemus that turns into this um, uh, conflict between light and darkness mm-hmm. and talking about how Jesus has come to be light uh, to basically shame the people to expose the works of darkness. And what does it say about people in the works of darkness? They love darkness rather than light yeah, because their deeds were evil. Right. And so there's going to be this hostility between Christ and uh, those of uh, doing evil. Uh, and, and I think we're seeing that again here, that uh, here is the claim that Jesus is the one sent as the word to be the light of men, to be the light of the world. It also puts uh, a real uh, indicator on what's going on in this situation. I am light. And look at the darkness here, all these Pharisees who are trying to kill me, leading the people astray. I mean, when we get into John chapter 10 and the way he talks about the religious workers, how they're thieves and they just want to destroy people, he's exposing all of that. So I, I think in a few ways we see he is light. Not only have I read all of the Gospel of John before, which mm-hmm. helped me remember that other point, I've also read the letters of John. And when we're, get, when we're done with this here, if the Lord tarries and we get to continue on having these conversations, we're going to jump into those letters. And John's going to come back to this again at the beginning of, I think it's a sermon, but at the beginning of that first letter of John, he's going to talk about in him is light and there's no darkness. It's going to talk about us walking in the light. And the the thing is, is that if we decide to walk in the light, it it doesn't mean that we are perfect. It means that our imperfections start becoming glaringly obvious. Mm. They start rising to the surface so that the Lord can deal with them and take them away. And that's that's a painful process. This is people don't people don't want to come to the light because it shows here's. Here's the evil. Here's the wickedness. Here's the sin. I, I mean, I know of people is like, you know, how dare you? How dare you think that I am evil and wicked? You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to be as good as I can. And what I what I try to pass off to people, I, I was like, man, I must be getting this wrong because I am certainly not trying to say to you, look at how awesome I am. You need to be more like me. I'm trying to say to people, look at how awesome Jesus is. We both need to be more like him. Well, that's it. That Jesus is the standard, 
right? And here is the holiness of God. Here is the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I think of a, you know, Paul's definition of sin, uh, that uh, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. But who didn't fall short? Yeah. It's Christ. He is this complete glory of God. And so as we are less than Christ, whether it's sins of commission, sins of omission, what have you, all right, it, it is made known in the light and the glory of Christ. And that's what helps us grow. That's what helps us repent. That's what helps us become more like Jesus. Hanging out in the shadows is not going to help us be more like Jesus. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Would you... I apologize. <laughs> Finish your thought. No, that was it. Go. Okay, great. Hey, I'll just say it again. Hanging out in the shadows will not help us be more like Jesus. Go. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're asked, so what does it mean here to say he's the light of the world? It does seem the Pharisees are taking this to be something more, I don't know, than maybe a, a talk about moral excellence or salvation. I mean, they really take exception of this because verse 13 says, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your witness is not true. Aren't they just basically saying there, hey, you're, 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 you're popping off. You're making assertions. You're saying things about yourself, but you're a liar. You know, they, where's the proof? Where's the evidence? They are calling him a liar. What they say is actually not logical. Uh, while it is pot- potentially true, you're bearing witness to yourself, which won't stand up in court. Yeah, that, that might be true. Just because you're saying it about yourself, though, doesn't mean that what you're saying is wrong. <laughs> I follow that. I follow that. <laughs> you know, those, yeah. those, those are two different things. And of course, Jesus, uh, you know, he brings up the issue about the two men and talks about himself and the father. And I think that I think we need to see that in the context of the greater witness and testimony we've seen throughout this gospel of John, because there's been, there's been way more than just Jesus making declarations and also the father. But I think there's also the fact that the father's testimony has been so amazingly grand and significant Mm -hmm. that in the end, if one of the witnesses in this two witness is me, well, but, but look at who the other one is. The other one's in the father. I I, I think I think that probably counts. That should probably hold up in court. His word ought to count double. (laughs) Yeah. If if God gets to come in and say, this is the way it is. When I think about this concept, was there more you were wanting to say on that? No, that's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. So when I think about this idea of light, I I just a couple of weeks ago read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, and he had a little illustration, a little metaphor about his therapy that that I thought, man, that's, that's what this made me think of. He, in talking about his therapy and his work as a therapist, he wanted to relate his work to being an eye specialist or an ophthalmologist. And, and basically what he says, in contrast to an artist or a painter, he says, a painter tries to convey to us a picture of the world as he sees it, an ophthalmologist tries to enable us to see the world as it really is. Now, I, I have no doubt that most artists and painters would say, no, no, I'm trying to help people see the world as it is. The problem is, is that when I'm looking at their picture, I'm seeing the world through their eyes. Mm-hmm. If their eyes aren't clear, I'm not going to be seeing the world clearly. What does the ophthalmologist do? The ophthalmologist works on clearing out my eyes mm-hmm. so that when I look, I can see the world as it is. Uh, okay, so now, why am I even bringing that up now? Because when I hear of Jesus being the light of the world, that issue of shining the light 
is an issue that says, I am clearing up your eyes. I'm clearing up your vision. I'm going to live in such a way that you can see the world as it really is. Mm-hmm. When, when we look through Jesus' eyes, we see the world as it is. We see how to live successfully in the world the way is true success. And Excuse yeah. me. And so, so this issue of Jesus being the light of the world is he's shining the light on, on reality. Mm-hmm. He's shining the light on truth. He's shining the light on what is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, this business today of your truth, my truth, his truth, her truth, all of that is clouding the vision. All of that is obscuring the world the way it really is. This notion that somehow we can make the world what we want it to be, that's just not true. The world is. It is, and the way this world works is the way it works. And I'm talking about that on a on a physical level, but I'm also talking about that on a spiritual level. I mean, the reality is this world works with gravity. Yes. And so I need to realize that. I, I, I'm going to have to plan my days around that. I'm I'm not going to be able to go out and pick apples by you know by floating up to the top of the apple tree. I got to remember gravity. So if I'm going to go out and pick apples, I got to take my ladder with me. That's just the way it is. All right. And 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 there's no amount of me hoping it'll be different or saying my truth says it's different or or claiming that I'm a bird or or any of those kind of things that's going to change any of that. That's that's physical law uh, of our our universe. But the same is true for spiritual law. And that's the thing that we need to grasp. I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need Jesus to demonstrate to me how my ruined heart needs to be restored by his grace, how the sin in my life has destroyed me and my relationship. I just need to see that the way it is. Well, I, when you describe it like that, it sounds like the light can be quite frightening. Well, yes. I mean, if it's going to just show it all and where I am in a, a real relationship or not relationship with God, mm-hmm. just as sure as gravity. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's frightening. Well, think about this. Think about this. The the darkness that many people walking in the darkness don't want to come to the light because it will expose. Uh, it's probably a lot like me not wanting to go to the doctor because I'm afraid what he's going to find. Yeah. And you know, it's like yeah. for some reason it's like I have the idea that well, what I won't know won't hurt me. It won't hurt me. But, but Jesus is trying to expose it because what I don't know will hurt me. Yeah. And I need to know it. And he's turning the light on. He is the light. He's the one that knows how to live this life. I need to be looking to him. Amen. Why don't you lead us in a prayer about that? Glorious God, thank you for sending your son into the world to shine the light, the light that shows us where we can step and where we can walk, the light that shows us how this world really works, the light that clears our eyes and allows us to be full of light ourselves. May we be reflections of that light. May we walk so closely to your son, our savior, that his light reflects off of us to those who are around us. Lord, help us to step out of the shadows and help us to draw other folks out of the shadows that they might be in the light. I know it's painful. It's painful for me. Uh, Andrew has admitted the pain for him. We know that that's the way it's going to be, but the end result is is glorious, and, and we long for that for ourselves and for everyone who's listening. Help us to shine that light for all to see, and it is through your Son, who is the light, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.